This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thank you to Feels for sponsoring this episode of our show. Thank you, Feels. Jake, I don't know if you experience stress or anxiety or chronic pain or anything like that. I experience all those things, and I experience them acutely and a lot. Well, CBD will help, and Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Okay, okay. That's that's good. I need that. Uh, they naturally help reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. They even sent us some Feels, and I gotta say, I did feel more relaxed after taking it. Oh, good for you. You place a few drops of Feels under your tongue, and you feel the difference within minutes. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers free mm-hmm. CBD hotline help to guide your personal experience. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. That's nice. But there's nothing to be scared about. I'm a noob, and I took it, and I enjoyed it. So you can join the Feels community to get your Feels delivered directly to your door every month and save money off every order. You can pause or cancel any time. Huge. Feels has me feeling my best every day, so you can become a member today by going to feels.com slash if I were you to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. 50%? 50%? That's half off, baby. Half off. Yeah, it's at least half off. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash if I were you to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Check it out. Thank you, Feels. Thank you to Allform for sponsoring this episode of our show. Oh, yeah, baby. Well, if you've been listening to the show, you know we love our Helix mattresses. Correct. So, in an exciting turn of events, Helix has gone beyond the bedroom and started making sofas. What? They just launched a new company called Allform, and they're starting to make premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Major, you park your ass on an Allform, don't you? You got one of those. Yeah. They sent me a sofa, a couch, and it was incredibly big and roomy and sturdy. It was firm but okay. fair. It was fancy and great, and it came in boxes, and I assembled it myself in less than an hour. Good on you, brother. It was all done with fast, free shipping, and there's nobody in your house putting it together. It's just you, and it just doesn't take that much effort or time. That's good. That's good for these current days where I, I don't want strangers in my house. Exactly. And they also have a forever warranty that's literally forever. So you can find your perfect oh. sofa today at allform.com slash if I were you. Allform.com slash if I were you. Yeah. And that'll give you 20% off your couch order. Actually, off all orders. Damn. Damn. So if you're in the market for a new couch or chair and you don't want anybody in your home, uh, check them out. You can get 20% off your order by going to allform.com slash if I were you. Oh, yeah, baby. Thanks, Allform. It's Monday. I'm ready to hear my favorite show. It's the If I Were You show with the mirror and Jake, you know. This podcast around. These dudes take it home like Homer stubbing his toe. They're making... They've done so many episodes, can't even count the number. When a new one drops, some say in. If you got a sticky situation with the tipsy agent, or the risk you're taking is a little brazen, you gotta hop in. It is crazy, they'll give you advice to fix your dating. I got advice and found myself a chill spouse, man. Everything's coming up, Millhouse! Right, Simpsons Chic, your by, favorite, by James Gisbrecht. Uh, that one really straddled the line between bad and good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which I guess is our I brand think, right. too. Like, I didn't like it, but I was impressed. Yeah, it was good at parts, and then it ended fine, which means I like the whole thing. I remember when we were making our videos, we're like, as long as it ends on a funny joke and you were laughing, you don't remember the first two minutes. That's true, and I've already forgotten it. <laughs> I shouldn't be so rude. Uh, I, Gil, what is his name? Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> You're the half scrolling through Instagram asking me what this guy's name is I'm again. Full scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> if you must know. And it is my Finsta. I've already checked every story on my regular Insta. <laughs> J Dalla not Hurwitz. Uh James Gisbrecht. Gisbrecht. G-I-E-S-B-R-E-C-H-C-H-T. Cool. Thank you. Uh thanks, James. And thanks to you guys for listening. This is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet that we host. I'm Amir. I'm Jake. How about this for a pivot? Okay. No more podcast. Wow. So the podcast is over. Done. And, and in its stead is a new type of show, nay, experience. Oh. Okay. Called? Uh, Escape JNA with Amir and Jake. So we go town to town or city to city, state to state, whatever, Either municipality way, sure. by area. All right. And we do escape rooms with people one at a time until everybody's escaped a room with me and you. So no more content created, just exactly. experiences shared. <laughs> yeah, but the experience is an escape room, and it's the same escape room every time, so we can ruin it or look smart. Get quickly through it. Yeah. We, that way we don't have to spend a lot of time with people. Right, but the twist is every time we start, we're like, whoa, this one is new. This one, we've never done this one before. We shouldn't reveal the hook well right people won't here. fucking remember it they're so stupid like we just talk and it just goes in one ear and out the other these I, fucking morons don't like know the difference why would anybody want to do an escape room with you because <laughs> i'm you're good mean-hearted no you're not <laughs> and it's an escape room that i designed so, and i did so from scratch you have no idea how to design escape room well what you do is you pick and choose different pieces from different escape rooms so like i'll do so a shakespeare you're not even one designing from anything. scratch, you're just, yeah. You're not from designing scratch. anything from scratch. Just scratch is what it's called when you like do it by stealing other people's ideas. No, that's by theft. <laughs> it's like French. To make French toast from scratch, you still need toast. Okay, fine. So you are stealing <laughs> other ideas. You mentioned Shakespeare. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good it, idea. So Let's run with that. this is a Shakespearean-themed escape room. That's really good, actually. What is? What are some of the clues? <laughs> oh, the you... clues can be like just different, like minute facts about Shakespeare that obviously I know that like a lot of people might not. Okay. So it'll be like a, a cute little clever. I want to say poem. You know anything about Shakespeare? Because you shouldn't have chosen yeah. this. You don't. <laughs> no, yeah. Shakespeare is like one of my passions, so like I know a lot about it actually. Okay. Uh, and to do an escape room, you just come up with like clever little ways. So, like, let's say, for example, uh, just like a super easy little bit of not even not trivia because it's not trivial to me. <laughs> Don't yell at me. Okay, I'm just saying okay. it's not trivia because it's not like it's not trivial. It's to not you. throwaway. Yeah, yeah, it means a lot. It actually okay. means a, a shit ton to me. All right, so it means a lot. Go ahead. So there's like this bit of like there's this play. Uh, do you know? Do you know about William Shakespeare? Yes, I know about William Shakespeare. Do you? Because you, it's like a really long setup, <laughs> no, long no. meandering. Oh no, no, no! Sorry, sorry. Setup I just this. didn't know who I was talking to, and I can't like, I'm trying to like dumb it down for our, again, don't be utterly moronic. And don't be mad. You yeah. yelled at me because you said Shakespeare wasn't trivial. So Shakespeare, to you. Like, I was minimizing <laughs> him. So you walk in, and it's like the year behest from from toad to test. The tempest bleeds a blue, right? This is so he does sonnets. Um, from here to from here and from from kingdom come, his favorite color was blue. <laughs> That's 
and then you have to like find like a <laughs> the color was what blue Blah. like a little tip a little hint and then you have to find like the blue book and then you open it it's like this fucking whatever all right go ahead it was, so it's it's whatever it's it born so... in like 190 fucking 2 or whatever wrong. and you're like Super wrong. and then you have to find the thing that goes to the thing and then like by by the end of it like we're better friends you're with our you're jumping ahead so far you to move just like what cake. is what an escape room uh, does to a friend group yeah not like what the design the or... record is pretty difficult so like 45 minutes is average but most people don't finish it but then i would be there to save the day so they'd be like when was shakespeare born and i would figure it out but it's like whatever 1812 or whatever the fuck 1850 12 and then so you so have to like future? so then you count 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20. Uh, how high are you counting right 1852 now? don't one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wait, no time. <laughs> All the way to 1852. Okay. You see how long that takes. You put up an envelope, and then you like have to uh, fucking <laughs> give me cash at the end of it. Like this as a tip. in an escape room. You know nothing about <laughs> Shakespeare, and you're robbing people. <laughs> so we go town to town. Yeah, kind of like robbing people. Kind of like a great train robbery, whatever, Bonnie and Clyde style. And then at the end of the tour, we'll frame it as a tour, because these fucking <laughs> idiots love that shit. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. They're just so bad. Uh... We've You're stolen. Bad. What? You're bad. <laughs> Your idea for an escape room is—it's predicated on your love for Shakespeare, which is non-existent because you don't know what his name is. You're not doing a very good point. job of hiding your disdain for me. <laughs> yeah, you're at this point openly criticizing the idea. <laughs> yes, it is a bad idea. <laughs> And you're a bad guy because it's not even like a business idea. It is a, a business experience. idea. It is a fun it's, experience no, it's a for me. Yeah, it's a theft. Yeah, it's every experience. Our fans. Yes, yeah, people stealing. that support us. You want to trick them into being in a room with you that's poorly designed, by the way. <laughs> and then once you're in there, you'll tell them how to get out of the escape room and you'll steal their cash. Yeah. And what's the alternative? Doing this podcast. That's fun. Okay, let's do that then. All right. Jesus Christ, I can't believe. Like you go from a. Yeah, I'm used to like there's no bad ideas, and at this point, I feel like you're just you're finding little flaws, which you could do probably in any idea that like you could say something. Every idea is bad. Like I can say your idea is bad. Shakespeare was born in 1564. <laughs> yes. What did I say? You said 1902. <laughs> then you said 1852. <laughs> then at one point you said 1852. And when was it? So when was it? Now I said when he was born, and you have no recollection <laughs> no, I of what I, what I even said, which Thir you pretended to agree with when 30 I said 30 B.C.? It. When was it? B.C.? 30 B.C.? Before Christ, do you think it was? Yeah, or when was it? When was it? 1728. <laughs> yeah. 1728. That's what I said well, the whole it's time. Not that. That was a lie. <laughs> that was a test to see if you would fucking agree with any number that I And said. I'm also lying to test the audience. He was born in 1564. Right. PM? Did you say PM? Uh, no. At night, you mean? <laughs> he wasn't born in 1564 PM or AM. It's not like army was... time. What? <laughs> I'm saying that's the year, not yes, like the clock. The what do you think? That... <laughs> you like think he wasn't I didn't born. Know what time he was born? And I was saying army time. <laughs> yeah. and, the, and it was 15, and the minute was at 64, all which right, would actually be. All right, make it all 16. right, all right, all right. Enough criticizing everyone. <laughs> I was not criticizing everyone. <laughs> you're making it's fun of you. our fans, which I don't appreciate because I think they're great. You were making fun of the fans, calling them idiots. <laughs> I'll edit it. Impressionable. I'll You'll change it. it. All right. I'll cool. make it so when that this, you came up with this fucking dumbass idea.
an escape room. You're going down Horowitz. <laughs> you don't even know a, a god darn thing about William Shade. Now, can we get to the questions that I meticulously found so that we can continue the path that we were going on? Which, by the way, I love to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see how you edit this to see if you come out to be looking like a I'll good guy. I'll tweak it and I'll change it. Godspeed. And I buddy. guarantee when this is posted. Your tweets will be like, fuck off, fuck you, you suck, you piece of shit. And my tweets will be like, you're a hero. I love the idea about not doing the escape room. You know more about William Shakespeare than Jake or whatever. And I'll tag you in the ones that ring the most true. <laughs> this is insane to me. <sighs> Let's see here. Oh, this one's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's called, is having a girlfriend gay now? <laughs> okay. We'll call this man... Uh, Henry V. Nice. Very good. Big fan, small D, had a quick question for thee. I thought I'd send your way, and what does it involve? Texting. A couple of buddies of mine are either coy as shite or dumbass fucktards, because they don't know if it's chill to send smiley faces to girls. Only problem is, I don't know either. A few weeks ago, they stole my phone. <laughs> They're fucktards because they don't know. <laughs> a few weeks, what? So am I. A few weeks ago, they stole my phone and read my texts with my ex, in which I might have smiled text-wise. Needless to say, they've been on my butt ass ever since. Would you place a smiley every few texts, or does that dog your man card? Also, how can I get revenge on these C-U-N-T-S? Oh, I'm a 21-year-old straight gentleman. Any gay, thanks for the time. Oh, all right. He is getting made fun of for using smileys in his texts? That's right. Uh, are they the smiley emojis or like colon parentheses smiley? Wow. What would you say is more embarrassing to use? I'd be embarrassed if I got caught for using the parentheses, the not emojis. Emojis are widely acceptable as fine. <laughs> At this point. I think so. Yeah. Yes. You're describing perhaps emoticons, which are the, yes. what we what we grew up with, which was like, instead of the yellow smiley face, imagine this kids, it was just a colon, a dash, and a capital P. <laughs> and that was supposed to be your tongue out. Yeah. Yeah, and, and a uh, and a and semicolon. It, if like if you're laughing a lot, yeah, you do X, the like an X <laughs> two X for eyes. Thing, yeah, right? I think it's just a single X to oh, yeah, make it look X. like eyes yeah, are closed. Yeah, dash carrot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or if you were crying, it would be semicolon dash dot dot straight line straight to indicate. Line. You're fine on the day, <laughs> but still sad to have it that way. I guess way. If, they, if he was doing that, I, th I think it was cool because it's kind of retro. It's throwback. He's basically asking, in the grand scheme of things, how you talk to people you're courting or perhaps people you, that you're in love with or in a relationship with might be considered um, emasculating to your friends because you're talking to that person differently than you would your boys. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to see like... I wouldn't want to have my boys see me, like, talk lovingly to my wife. Yeah. Because You use that's... a different voice, you use a different text, you use a different connotation. Yeah. But everybody does, so it's funny that it's, like, embarrassing. Like, I remember ex-girlfriends being like, are you with people right now? You're talking to me differently. <laughs> it's, like, very <laughs> instantly noticeable when you're, like, being curt fast, basically the way I talk to my friends versus the way I talk to... A lady friend. When nobody's around. Exactly. 
but I that's that's what people know about that. That's the 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 phone voice that you put on. Right. But do females use phone voices, or are they sweet to everybody? They're better than us by and large. So they'll be emotionally vulnerable to their friends and in front of their friends, and they won't get judged. So that's fine. They don't feel the shame because they don't need to needle each other, make fun of each other, poke fun. For being emotionally intelligent and honest and open with their partners or friends. And let's change that, gents. You should just let the emojis fly. It's fine. Let your, your friends fr- can your friends can see it and they can make fun of you. You could be like, I don't care because I like the way I talk to this lady that I like. You know? That's really nice. Yeah. Um, okay, how about this for the Shakespeare thing if we're not completely putting the kibosh on that idea? You said you were going to edit the podcast to make it seem like it was my idea. <laughs> well, that's if I don't. Kibosh. That's if I don't save it right so, now. So you choose one person per escape room that's considered the guillotine, and you put him or her in this kind of like uh, beheading contraption. So you put the guillotine in a guillotine. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I will never mind. And why don't you never mind too? <laughs> If you don't like that starting point, there's no (laughs) fucking world where you are super on board with what happens after that. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) So why don't we go ahead and answer the question? Unless you're going to... No, I was just going to say. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, when you say, like, yeah, yeah, let's move on. Now I can't stop thinking about it. Go ahead. Because you cut me off at the pass. So the losing team gets beheaded a little bit. The the guillotine gets... uh, You choose one person to... How's, for high stakes. But if you don't like the whole fucking guillotine and a guillotine, then it doesn't make sense. It's like saying, do you want to go to lunch? No. And then I'm, yeah. I'm trying to sell you so a fucking sandwich. Just say you don't want a sandwich. Just say you already had. <laughs> you, have to let me, you have to let me speak. Right. Right? Yeah. You're saying if I didn't like the name that you came up with, which was dumb and redundant, that I wasn't going to like... The- dumb and redundant? <laughs> Which Sorry, that, that you said fun. it correctly. I thought you misspoke for a second. Continue. <laughs> I didn't misspeak. You misspoke. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to cut that part uh, out too. So, so don't even redundant. address it. Dumb and redundant. It yes. was dumb and redundant. They're calling a guillotine, the person that okay. goes into a guillotine. You said okay. I wasn't going to like that. Then I wasn't going to like you actually murdering somebody <laughs> in the escape room. Right. And because you don't? that's the idea. And you don't? No, I don't like it. I knew it. Because you went from robbing our fans to killing, killing some them. of them. Yeah, some of them. By the way, one in five, if they don't escape, which they probably won't because nobody knows shit about Shakespeare anymore. <laughs> Including you. The Bark. What? You know The Bark? What about The Bark? That was his nickname. All right. Moving on. It's obviously a waste on you. Now, okay. let's call this person, who is actually a 20-year-old student in the UK, where I really am sure that William Shakespeare was from. That might be true. Okay. We'll call this guy Hamlet. Hamlet writes, I'm a 20-year-old student in the UK working part-time in a grocery shop to make some money on the side. (gasps) Recently, my back's been hurting, and without all the will or resolve to do anything about it, I resigned myself to this life of pain. However, I believe the solution has been hiding under my nose the whole time. While I was stacking shelves one evening, my security guard came up behind me and started massaging my shoulders. This man is a chode of himself, short, stocky, burly to say the least. I thought his voice, like grip on me, surely meant paralysis, but once he let go, I felt incredible. It was as though my back had been broken and reassembled better than ever before. Unfortunately, the relief was only temporary, and now this was 
kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing, but after having tasted the sweet, sweet nectar of my back knot being all tight and achy, I'm not sure if I can go back. My question to you is, how can I trick this security guard into giving me another massage again? If it helps, he is slightly less than middle-aged, Turkish, from what I gather, and a bit of a deviant. He once bragged to me about sleeping with an 18-year-old on a night out, which I thought was gross of him to do, but I'll be damned if his healing hands aren't a Turkish delight of themselves. (laughs) Turkish delight, very good. I guess a net zero, right? Thanks in advance. Hamlet. P.S. Love Nadpod and Buckets. You guys should come back to the uh, UK show with Jeffrey and Riley. Wow. Good tips, good advice. Uh, Your back hurts. Yeah. Is it the same pain all the time? Does it come and go? Or is it new stuff? It's been, it's always different, but I think it's easy for me to like slip a disc or pull a muscle. Like that's, that's kind of what I've, where I've come down on it. You're just susceptible to that. Yeah. So like you're leading. And I know what it feels like now. So like sometimes I'll be climbing oh, and I'll like, feel my it. foot will slip out from under me and I'll just like <laughs> feel my back tense up and be like, all right, my back's locked for two days. Two it's, days. It's like, I'm just locked out. I'm it's, just... It's like knowing when you have a cold germ in you. Like, yeah. with a cold, you sort of, on like, a 50% day, you're like, oh, shit, I think I might be getting sick. I think I might be not. I might have to, like, ward it. But with the back, it's like, boom, instant, you're in back pain for the next yeah. few days. Right. At least two to three days. <laughs> and, I, and that's it. That's just my life. And then, <laughs> do you know why you're more susceptible? And do you know how to prevent it? I guess I imagine it's because I have... Like I need to work on my core strength, but it it might just be that I have like um, weaker discs in my back. I, I actually don't. I, have I you been to a doctor, though. a chiropractor, a masseuse, a physical trainer, a physical uh, therapist? I've sort of looked it up, and I well, I know that like when you strain your back, it's it causes inflammation. It sort of like causes it to hurt. Yeah, it, like and that is. I'm gonna. I'm, so stupid i don't actually know but <laughs> so i think that this the inflammation you're guessing you're web MDing your way through yeah, this pain but i think with yeah this the inflammation sort of like occurs so you don't continue to hurt use, it more so, right so basically like if i'm uh lifting up a big heavy box yeah. and i pull my back and like that and it gets inflamed yep. and it, to the point where i like can't uh i don't have full range of motion uh-huh. that's because my back <laughs> muscles are protecting me from further straining my back by hurting so much that i'm not allowed to use it basically that's just sort of a you're just doing the general evolutionary reasoning for pain like when you're standing on a burning fire it sends a signal to your brain to, yeah. s- to move right but that, that's what like this back inflammation is so it just seemingly a warning shot more than other people. people and do you know how to fix it how to like uh heal yourself would a massage help like this guy uh stretching helps and a massage would uh it massages don't help me i think stretching my stretching my back stretching my legs and like rolling out um rolling out my legs and if a middle-aged a turkish man should give you a massage a magical massage that healed your pain would you feel frightened or annoyed or eager to ask him to do it again and again i don't think i'd be into anybody giving me a surprise massage but it sounds like if this person ended up liking it they they shouldn't really feel nervous about asking the turkish tur- turkish masseuse to do it again yeah. because he did it the first time because he wanted to. Oh, interesting. So you're not like 
putting him in a weird position to be like, hey, do you mind massaging me? He's already sort of proven that he doesn't because he did it. Yeah, unless it was like a quick, friendly back massage, shoulder rub. Also, I don't think that it's necessarily his magic tur- Turkish, Turkish touch. Oh. Uh, you could just go to another masseuse. <laughs> yeah. You could even get a... Um, I got... Oh, maybe I'll use this as my unsolicited advice when we come back. I'll look up what it is. But I got like a vibrating... Um, <laughs> Whoa, no spoilers. Bolt, and I roll my back out on it. It feels great. Oh, shit. Good man. Yeah. Uh, so if this guy is down to give you a massage once, odds are he's down to do it again. I wouldn't be too embarrassed or shy to ask for one. And then two, maybe you can get a professional one that'll last for even longer than this favor this Turkish guy's giving you. Go get a massage. Yeah. I think I'm due for a massage. I've only had one in my entire life. We have, we have a free massage, that, a gift that we got from That's our true. friend. Remember? We should go. It's on my desk and it's still, <laughs> it's still valid. We Let's fucking it. go right now. It's 8 p.m. on a Sunday night, but I don't give a shit. Let's go this week. Okay. We should definitely do yeah, that. Yeah, for we sure. A little Yom Kippur massage. On Wednesday to break our fast? <laughs> I'd love to atone for that. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Let's thank some peoples. And then we'll be right back with more questions and answers after this. Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Yes, you know I love Helix. Jake, you have a Helix mattress. I sleep on one every night. Yes, that's true. How is that for a vote of confidence slash approval? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love my Helix. So you know already that Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Yes, I took the quiz. I took it with my wife because they can they can blend the two sides of the mattress so she can have a soft and I can have a firm. Oh, very nice. Now that's the goat. I remember you guys yes. got into a huge fight while taking the test, right? It was, yeah, it was a blow up. It was a blow up fight, but we were going through other shit. <laughs> we had other shit. Helix Sleep was... It wasn't just Yeah, that. okay. It was a awarded the number one best overall mattress uh pick of 2019 by gq and wired so it's not just us cool gq and wired likes them too yeah and i'm happy to get into the details of the fight so people can wait it doesn't matter who's who's yeah that that part doesn't matter all right sure you just go to helix yeah yeah just go to helixsleep.com slash if i were you you take that two minute sleep quiz you don't necessarily have to get into a fight mm-hmm. with anybody while you're doing. Just take that two-minute quiz. To, but some people, and, <laughs> some people are spoiling for a fight sometimes. Yeah. And that's part of the issue. Okay. Yeah. They'll match you with a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. And now, right now, they're offering our listeners $200 off all mattress orders. That's pretty good. Whoa. That's huge. To get that coupon, all you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash if I were you. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash if i were you for up to two hundred dollars off damn thank you helix thank you to squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show oh yeah thanks squarespace uh another season in the books as summer turns into fall there's no better way to spend your days indoors safely than building your website yeah that's true it's a good use of the time that we've got to be inside that's right and it's a very easy thing to do nowadays thanks to squarespace you can turn your cool idea into a site you can showcase your work you can publish content sell products do anything you need make your portfolio finally please it's about time and you can also purchase a domain name through squarespace whoa 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 that's right jake what's an available dot com for the people just in case they need a little spark of creativity of course have you ever heard the phrase tongue-in-cheek tongue-in-cheek have you heard that phrase? Yes, of course I've heard tongue-in-cheek. What's the URL? Have you ever heard the phrase tongue-in-cheese.com? 
No, I haven't. That one, that one is not a phrase. That's one that you just said right now. It's a play on a popular phrase. If you want to have a cheese tasting, you could make that the website. Tongue and cheese. That's, yeah, something. Um, of course, if you're something great. Na- if your name is David and you're listening to this ad and you like Squarespace, why not buy SquareDave.com? Nice. Square so it's, that is, that's Squarespace. It's Square it's insulting to a Dave <laughs> that he's a square. Well, it's kind of cool. I'd like to be a square one day. And in fact, you are a square. I might change my name to Dave just for it. I bet Square Amir is available. <laughs> What's the point? My name's Dave now. Uh, <laughs> um, so if you're looking to create this website by this domain, just check out squarespace.com slash if I were you for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code if I were you to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Woo! That's right. They have powerful e-commerce functionality, 24-7 award-winning customer support, and now you can do it all, including purchase the domain name. Uh, if you just go to squarespace.com slash if I were you, you'll get a free trial and then launch with that offer code if I were you to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Damn. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little As I previously mentioned, I am going to endorse the Life Pro 4 Speed Vibrating Foam Roller from Amazon.com. <laughs> Amazon makes it or they just ship somebody else's? Uh, they just ship somebody else's. It's got the it. Life Pro. I got, got the it. Pro Life. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not mince words here. Uh, you could just, I mean, just search Vibrating Foam, foam Roller and look at all the different reviews and. Uh, there's some that are like 200 bucks there's some that are 30 bucks so i'm imagining four little tennis ball looking spheres that are rubber and mechanical on sticks that vibrate i'm showing you it's sort of it's a tube yeah it's a foam roller but it's vibrating but it vibrates interesting like the inside has like a battery pack and it just it feels so good it wakes you up have um, they invented a, a shoulder rub? Like the guy in our last question said he was getting a shoulder rub. Certainly there can be a hoodie that I can put on that would give me that sensation, like mechanically or electronically. Yeah. Just this, uh, we can't, we can put a man on the moon, but I can't replicate a guy giving another guy a shoulder rub. Um, I mean, the other thing that I have that I would also endorse is the the Vulcan AccuSphere 4-speed high-intensity vibrating massage ball. Yeah, we're we're That's starting to bit... sound a little more sexual with every go around. But yeah, what does this one do? Uh, the other one. What is this is, massage uh, ball? It's a vibrating twelve inch dildo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it actually massages you from the inside, which most of your muscles are actually closer to your asshole. So what you want to do is sit on it, and it, it shakes your whole body. I think there are they at the climbing gym. They have these things that sort of look like candy canes with like balls on the end. Uh, that you kind of like hook around your shoulder and you can like yeah. get into your your shoulder muscles. Yeah. And this this ball you can like put on the floor and just lie on top of it and roll it around your back. What about a vibrating way. ball gag? So it sort of uh shakes your teeth. <laughs> um all right. Never mind. Yeah. Um, go in the same idea pile as the Shakespeare escape room yeah. and decapitating our fans. I guess all the ideas are sucky. Yeah. They are. <laughs> they are. Yeah, are some better than others at the very least? 
Like I the, guess, yeah, a vibrating a, a, vi- a vibrating fo- like gag is slightly better. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? That might be the best. Fans yeah, and that is a good your other idea. idea. Yeah, one of your ideas today <laughs> was that we would put our. Fans That's pretty cool. A vibrating in ball gag into a All right, contraption that cuts their heads spit off. Spitball with that. How does that rob them? Where's your money. tongue during and the? This is all happening. Shakespeare it can almost be like uh, say Shakespeare was you born think of a, a toothbrush, a toothbrush almost. It shakes the plaque. You have illegal ideas. <laughs> uh, how was Seattle? You were just in Seattle doing a not another Dungeons and Dragons podcast live show. Yeah, the first, evolution of NADPod. My first live show without you in like a decade. Holy shit! It's crazy. Did it feel weird? Uh, was it nerve-wracking in a different way? Was it not nerve-wracking because it wasn't performing as much? It was more like playing with your friends? I was definitely, I was very curious going into it, like not really knowing like what the audience was going to be like because I, I never met, I know there's a lot of crossover, but I had never met like uh, NADPOD, pan, NADPOD fans. Tried and true. Um, You've just like, met NADPOD fans at our shows. You've never met a right. 100% pure NADPOD fan. Exactly. And it was great. It was so much fun. Uh, Murph, like, I also, I didn't know what Murph was going to do. Cause he, so he was DMing uh, the live show and I like didn't really know where we were going, what our mission was. Oh, so it's like anything. he was, he sort of set the table and told the story in front of everyone and you guys heard it at long time, yeah. along the same time as the audience. So I was, I guess I was a little nervous because I also wasn't just being Jake. I was like on stage as hard one. That's right. Uh, what if, what could one of you have died that episode? Um, we could have, but it, we said it was non-canonical. So okay. Like, what it, basically whatever happened at the live show would not be like, taken into account in the real uh, story campaign. so it didn't move the plot forward it was like a little break rest area yeah like a side quest almost like a fever dream but mm. like we like went back to one of the old cities that our campaign had visited and like oh, yeah. saw a whole bunch of old characters but then who does don't, didn't guests do those voices uh, no, Murph does all of the NPC voices. Wow. Uh, sometimes we have guests, but we didn't see any of them on this side quest. Holy shit. So that was Seattle. Is that the only live show you have? That's the only one we have for now. I would definitely do more. We also like, we hung out for two hours afterwards and just like got drunk with people. Wow. Great. Old school. It was, yeah, it was very old school. I love that. Yeah, I would never do that with you. We don't have fun anymore. <laughs> so I'm thinking me and you in Seattle. We'll uh, do the we'll ditch the little fucking whatever, the herky jerk throwing dice game or those whatever. Guys the are fuck my best play. <laughs> those and guys it's are uh, my it's best none friends. of the Brian Murray and the Caldwell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So are those people, people aren't I want to tour with from now on. <laughs> and it's me and you. And it's <laughs> Seattle, baby. <laughs> All of your ideas are bad. I mentioned that earlier. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That makes sense. Uh sweet. Hopefully we get more live shows on the books. Maybe we could do a Nad Pod slash if I were you co-branded we leave you in one spot NADPOD takes you from there we sort of take you across the country alternating shows we do uh, let's do a NADPOD's and NADPOD and buckets wow so I'm talking basketball in a side room and then on the main stage you Murph Emily and Caldwell are spinning a web spinning a story where I'm spinning a sea web that's right Chris Weber imagine that him playing fantasy basketball and if you like that pun then you're gonna love buckets (laughs) Look, it says half basketball puns, half uh, updates and news about the NBA. I did. Say, I would say, I should say, I had Tim Baltz on the last episode, and we called 
three-time NBA champion B.J. Armstrong, wow. my first call-in interview. We haven't even done that on this show. No, we have not. I Production just, value on buckets is already through the roof. Well, it's actually hilariously not because I just put him on speakerphone and held it up to the microphone. <laughs> but it worked out fine. Is that good? We could do that now, that now that we know. Fuck it. Let's call B.J. Armstrong again. <laughs> oh, he blocked my number. Of course. Yeah, the Why interview didn't go well. Uh, all right, let's get some more questions and answers under our belt. Here's one called Going Gray in the Lamest of Ways. Macbeth? That's right. Good day, you coy drongos. In the last six months, I've watched in horror as my hair has faded from cherry chestnut to a Gandalf gray. It was only a few hairs at first, but my head now looks like the side of a mall car park after the first winter snow. Not only is my hair ascending to the follicle gods, but it is receding like it's afraid of my eyebrows. What do I do? Will the hots with the lots of hair want to sleep with a silver fox in his mid-twenties? Is there a hair DeLorean that will restore my hair to its lustrous glory? At the very least, this is unfair hair scare is causing my self-esteem to fall hard. Help! Love, Macbeth. Macbeth. Uh, so there's two things going on here. There was graying, and then there was also receding, which is like seems to be two completely different problems that he's dealing with. Yeah, because I think if you have a great head of hair that goes gray, that's a okay. That's what I'm dealing with. That's right Clooney. Now. I'm like forty percent gray at this point. Forty percent? No. I don't know. Some pictures look worse than others. On the sides, I think I'm a third gray. Like over you, here. I mean, your gray hair is awesome. I, Thanks, if I man. were you, I would go. I'd like dye it gray the other way. Yeah, like go get as gray as possible, as soon that as possible. Like, yeah, dude. There's would, no rush. That looks awesome. Uh, but then the receding one. I don't know. It's what it, it always. The interesting part about going bald and how to deal with it is like where we as a society put uh, shame in some things. Like if I get. Uh, whitening on my teeth. That's fine-ish. Nobody's really getting shamed or ostracized for that. Right. If I get veneers, then it's like starting to be a little weird. It's like, whoa, this guy has fake teeth. Yeah. If you get like a surgery to fix hair, then that's seemingly more acceptable than wearing a toupee or a hat all the time. It is, it's so weird because you like on one hand everybody is like judging you. It's like, oh, just if you're going bald, just let yourself go bald. And <laughs> yeah. then on the other society, uh, like generally finds bald men unattractive. <laughs> right. Like, and we've dealt with that forever. It's also so like, you, like you where do you put like, that in for like going fat? It's like, oh, if you're fat, don't work out. That's cheating. Right. You're just cheating. Be, just be you. And then also everybody in society has agreed that this is the best way to look <laughs> and it's not how you are. So just accept that you're not. Yeah, it seems like nose job are shameful. You don't really brag about having a nose job. If I got a nose job, I wouldn't like come on come on the show and talk about it. But you... But there is, like, a standard of what a nice nose is lo it looks like. That's right. LASIK is fine. You got LASIK and you're fine with that. That's improving your vision. Mm -hmm. If you're improving... I guess it's, the difference is sometimes it's, like, subjective versus objective. So, like, you're, you can quantifiably say, my vision is improving, the surgery was worth it. Right. Or it's like, I'm making my nose smaller. That's not necessarily better. You're just superficial. Right. Well, it's an improvement to you, but to the rest, to the rest of us, we're supposed to be, like... No, your nose makes you who you are. Yeah. But the weird thing is that, like, there is a conventional <laughs> norm of, like, your nose makes you who you are, but, like, having a small nose makes you conventionally attractive. Maybe there's something to be said about cheating. Like, a tanning bed is considered kind of lame. 
though not as bad as a nose job because that's surgery. But like being outside a lot is not considered lame. Is it like you're trying to find a shortcut and that's kind of embarrassing? Like when I whiten my teeth, that's slightly more embarrassing than using whitening toothpaste because toothpaste is part of an average process. I guess what it all comes down to, to me, is whatever you do, do it for you. So if he's like, if he just doesn't like his hair, he doesn't like going gray, and he's like, I want to dye my hair black or get uh, a wig or uh, get a hair transplant or something. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Go for it. Do your thing. But don't be like, oh, I have to do it because everybody else is expecting me to or because everyone else will think I'm ugly. Yeah. You gotta, you, it starts with you just being confident and doing your thing. Here's another thing. It seems like shaving your head is much better than keeping it long while you're thinning out. It seems like once you keep the hair long and it's getting thinner and it's getting grayer, that's more noticeable. Yeah. I think that's that's like the the lowest impact, highest reward thing that you can do <laughs> is just like get a nice short haircut if like if you don't want long wispy white hair. Yeah. That's probably the most noticeable. And then if you got what I would do is I would buzz my beard and my head all the same. So like get like the the closest thing you can get to like a Jason Statham thing going on. I see. So there's like a, a like kind of like a two week growth yeah. across the whole entire Yeah, thing. stubble from chin to forehead. Yeah, that's I cool. think that's I think it the, depends on how you look with facial hair. That's cuz I could also see like shaved head beard. That's that's a fun look. Oh yeah, that's a good look too. Like completely bald but then also thick beard. Yeah. Nobody's or fucking like, with that guy. That's like the Walter White. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like shaved head, shaved-ish beard like with some growth but then like a longer mustache. Oh, interesting. Who's rocking that? Um, I can't think of it right now. But yeah. That's like it's something. All right. So there's there's lots of options yeah, just for Google you. Google this shit, you know. Um, all right. Last question? Sure. Uh, choosing between two. Ah, uh, but first we should say you're beautiful no matter what. Oh, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> Duh. That could be that same, but <laughs> Yeah, as long as you're happy and healthy or whatever the fuck. All right. Uh <laughs> Uh, okay, got one. My problem is this, writes uh, a, a lady. Ooh, Lady Macbeth. Ooh, very nice. Oh, wait, this is a guy with a lady's name. Still, Lady Macbeth, but a guy. Nice. Uh, we were talking... Oh, here we go. Uh, I've been texting with a female friend of mine, and I haven't talked to her in a couple of years. We used to be kind of close, and we were really comfortable with each other. We could talk about anything. We made jokes, and we were also a bit flirtatious. Here's my problem. We were talking about babies and stuff, and she mentioned that she didn't know if she wanted to be a mother. And she said, even if I wanted to, it's not like there is someone out there I can do it with. To which I replied, I could help you with that if you ever wanted to. We would make really cute babies together. At the time, I thought my reply was just funny and a bit flirtatious, but I think that maybe she was offended by it. To be honest, I would be lying if I said I didn't expect a more positive reaction on her part. She kind of seemed into me when we used to hang out, but maybe I misread that. She hasn't replied to anything since then, and it's been around three days. Am I a creep? Is she being a diva? Is this fair and or average? How do I make things right? I understand that she doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Uh, I just want to apologize if I offended her in any way. How do I go about doing that? Uh, I'd like to hear your opinions on this. Thanks, love. Lady Macbeth, but a guy. Okay. 
So what he made a joke about, about he made a joke about wanting to make a baby with her, but she kind of set him up by saying, "It's not like there's anyone who would want to do it with me." So That's she a weird was text to send on her part as well. Yeah, but then he was kind of into it. It's kind of like that thing where if you're interested in someone, there's no bad texts because yeah. every flirtatious uh, text that's reciprocated worked well and everyone that dies that nobody responds to for three days is like oh shit what was i thinking yeah um it is interesting to have a baby with a friend why does society require it to be a man and a wife in love with each other like what i can't have a baby with you (laughs) well we couldn't have a baby i'm just saying we can adopt and raise a child just as well as you and a wife of yours like your wife for example can I raise a baby with you instead of you raising one with your wife one Are day? You, this is such I a weird want example. to yeah, be you your just, nanny or manny in which you want to have me a baby with me and Jill ideally. So the three of us, a thruple, so, so this, right? Raising a child, one another, because two and two with number one of shitty ideas that you've had on this show. Three, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more yeah. than that, yeah. But you, you do you do not hear about that as. Well, friends raising need, like, a baby the together. Commitment between two people, if you're going to have a kid, you know, if we're, if you're friends, it's too casual. Then it's like, oh, we have a kid. It's like, oh, I'm sort of done with this kid. Yeah. So it's like, first you have to prove that you'll love each other forever, and now you're ready for it. Right. And even that doesn't Ideally. always work out. Yeah, that's true. Um, a decent amount of time. So this guy. Maybe, maybe there's something of friends doing it. This guy swung for the fences, said we can make babies together, and now she didn't respond. Uh, yes. He says, I'd just like to apologize if I offended her in any way. How do I go about doing this? That sounds perfect. You text her after three days. By the way, I just wanted to apologize if I offended you in any way. Yeah. I was just being silly and, you know, answering your silly question with another one. I think that's a decent... If you, wanted, if you want to talk to her again, I think that that's a pretty solid move. And if you never want to see her again? And if you're mortified, I think it's fine to just let this lie forever. Yeah. Let sleeping dogs lie. Or you... St- borrow a kid from a friend right um it doesn't have to be a baby newborn it could be a six month old or even a two-year-old anywhere between six and 24 months Uh find out where she lives you arrive with a child and then you say i'm sorry i didn't get your text did you say you'd be down to clown with baby town or whatever the fuck you want to phrase it i'm getting pissed (laughs) at you because you're looking at me weird uh but it's not a bad idea it's a bad idea (laughs) because this doesn't even address his issue of wanting to hook up with her like, there's no baby being made between the two of them. It's just he robs a friend of their baby and then shows up and shoves a baby at her. Yeah, and then once He's you have the baby... he was too weird by saying, I would make a baby with you. You think it's less weird that he shows up with a baby that doesn't belong to him? And then once... Yeah, once the baby... Right, yeah, that's true. That'll work. And then once the baby is don't there... Say, don't say that'll work like I came up with that idea. You came up with <laughs> that's that That's actually idea. pretty good. I repeated it back to you to show you how dumb it was. What's hotter than a newborn when you're making out with your with your new mommy? So, like, you always see these new parents who are all tired but still making out all the time, right? And then they're still raising this baby. So you bring the baby, and I guess it's some sort of fucking aphrodisiac, just... Probably hearing the, the 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 dulcet tones of this newborn will make you lactate. <laughs> it's like a, a funny little conversation starter, or icebreaker, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> stop saying whatever. Stop giving up on your ideas <laughs> halfway through, and then like pitching them meanly at me. Yeah, that's exactly right. Pitching them halfway through and being like fucking mean yeah, at you like or whatever. And then giving up the and then fuck. getting mad. Yeah. And then saying whatever the fuck. <laughs> okay. Like you sort of expect as you're as you're talking that mm-hmm. everybody is anti mm-hmm. your idea, and then you get pissed, mm-hmm. which is fine. 
Yeah, I guess normal because <laughs> it is a bad idea. Uh, specific questions that he had. Am I a creep? I don't think you're a creep, but I do think you misread this and I think you sent the wrong text. I don't even want to say that much because she took the first swing, he escalated, and now it's just a weird thing. Listen, you can flirt with someone and then not respond to a text. It makes the person seem like a weirdo. Yeah, I guess. But like anytime you say we would make cute babies together, it feels like a lot. <laughs> yeah, especially because every baby is cute. That's sort of a, anybody can say that. Who's going to say I made an ugly baby with someone? Yeah, I don't know. We'd You're make really... ugly babies together. We could make a... That's a funny kind of pickup line, though. Let's We'd... make ugly babies together. <laughs> a pickup line? Sorry, not pickup line. <laughs> Bad Tinder opener. Vow. <laughs> bio. Bad bio. How about a hinge bio? How about a decent hinge bio? How about a Raya song? Is your voice singing that as your slideshow, please? Let's make ugly <laughs> babies together. Uh, all right. We're out of time. Thanks for writing in. If you have your own questions, your own theme songs, anything of that sorts, uh, send them all down to ifiwereyoushow at gmail.com. The opening theme song, remember, was The Simpsons one written by James. And this closing one is Landon, who made another A Little Bit of Sleet, though, rap. A Little Bit of Sleet. A Little Bit of Sleet, though. If you want more Me and Jake, we have podcasts, not another D&D podcast, and Buckets, two completely opposite shows, all on the same magical network, HeadGum. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We will be back as soon as humanly possible. We don't want to leave you for too long. Yeah, can't wait. Talk soon. So, what are you going for? Me? 34 and icy rain. Uh, give me that sleep, though. <laughs> A little bit of sleep, though. A little bit. A little bit of sleep, though. A little bit of a little bit of sleep uh, A little bit of A little bit of sleep uh, A little bit of A little bit of sleep uh, That was a headgum podcast Hey, I'm Finn Wolfhart. And I'm Billy Brick, and welcome to Lackluster Video. Lackluster Video is a film podcast hosted by us. Two friends, writing partners, and idiots who love movies. Each week we're going to be watching and talking about a movie together or with a special guest. We're watching movies from every genre. From micro-budget Japanese zombie movies. To Aaron Sorkin's award winners. To Adam Sandler's least critically acclaimed works. And that's not all. We'll also be talking about movies that don't exist based on randomly generated suggestions. For example, if I gave Finn a sci-fi movie called... 2038 Rapture, starring Demi Lovato and Sean Combs, he would say it's... Demi Lovato has to use her booming voice to save the world, as Sean Combs plays his producer. Uh, they, and they, they have to do this in order to beat, beat it, beat, beat the aliens. It's not my best, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it, that's the game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, to become a member of Lackluster Video... All you have to do is subscribe. <laughs>